great day to you. Let's do something. Let's talk about an oldie but a goodie. Let's talk about a book written back in 1989 by a gentleman named Stephen Covey. Now, some of you already know exactly what book I'm going to talk about, and that's the book of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Ladies and gentlemen, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you haven't read this book, go get the book. Don't be discouraged by the fact that it came or was written in 1989. Go get the book. Now, if you have read the book, remind yourself of the seven principles and re-engage with those seven principles. But let's talk about those principles and how you can make them apply in order for you to be a great leader. Habit number one, to be proactive. See, you have to look at things and take care of things when you first see the problem. You don't wait until someone points a problem out. If you see it, you go out and fix it. You be proactive in everything you need to do. That even means if you see a piece of trash on the floor, you're proactive, you pick it up. You don't wait for someone else to pick it up. or You don't wait for the maintenance folks to see it. You see it, you pick it up if you can. If you can't pick it up, if it's too much, you make sure you get a hold of the maintenance folks and let them know. But be proactive. You take action. But let's take that down a little bit more to being proactive and finding problems. Be proactive and know what I call the vibe is of your team. What is the vibe of your team? How are they doing? Are they currently working a project that is maybe too easy for them? That they could do better and do more? Do you see that? Or they maybe working a project that is too hard for them? That they are stretching and stressing and stretching themselves to the extreme? Notice the vibe in the room. Notice the vibe of your team. Notice the vibe of each individual member of your team. I'll give you a shortcut to notice that. Pay attention to how they say good morning. So you need to get in the habit of saying good morning to them every single morning, and you want to pay attention to how they say that back to you. That way you can start getting the vibe of your team and get there. Habit number two, which to me is a very critical one. You should always begin with the end in mind. Start thinking about how you want it all to end. How do you want the day to end? How do you want that tough conversation to end? I would suggest you even write this down before you have the tough conversation. Maybe you want the tough conversation to end and the fact that both of you are in full agreement, especially that other party, that it's time for them to step away from this company and start a new position. Maybe you want that conversation to end that this person will finally decide to lock on and do the best job that they can, that they'll finally start reaching their KPIs, that they'll finally see the importance. Maybe you want that conversation to end where this teammate of yours knows how much you appreciate their hard work and they feel valued. Start everything with the end in mind. I want to start my days also knowing what are my three KPIs, and I want to know what does it take to succeed? What does it take to succeed this particular day on my top three KPIs. I want to have that in the start of my day so I can have it as a result of my day. By the way, there's a lot of science about that one. We can get into that discussion on another day. But if you begin with the end in mind, you're more likely to reach that. So I'm going to highly suggest you sit down and you write it down. Tough conversations, great conversations, meetings, team meetings, staff meetings, one-on-one meetings. 
How do you want them to end? Habit number three, put first things first. Do what's most important first. Now, you'll find some time management philosophies are out there saying, hey, if you can do it in two minutes, do it. If it's going to take you two minutes or less to do it, do it. That's not what Stephen Covey is saying. He's saying do what's important first. Do the top items. The most important items should be done first. You want to take care of those first. You want to just knock those out of the ballpark and then go to the other stuff. If one of the most important items is a two-minute item, okay, fine. But you need to look and rank your day and rank your activities and then do the first things first. Now, we all can improve in this area. I know I can. I know I'm thinking most of you can. First things first. But you know how you can do it to really help? Block it out. Block it out on your calendar. Take the time to block that most important item out on your calendar. If you need two hours to do it, block it. Okay. If it's a repetitive thing, maybe you need to do it once a week or every day, every five days. Whatever it is, you block the time on your calendar and let all the other events fill in around them. So I'm going to suggest that you do what's important and the first things first and block your calendar for the week of your top three KPIs, key performance indicators, and put blocks of time in to let everything else fill in around that. Habit number four. Start to think when, when. Okay, think when, when, and a third win. Win, win, win. I'm going to challenge you to think a little bit long-term about this. But I also want you to start to think of it this way. When I win, my team wins. When I win, my direct reports win. When I win, my city wins. When I win, my company wins. Start to think win, win, win. Three involved. Also, though, start to think long-term. See, if you're thinking win-win on a long-term basis, you're creating more value and more power. So start to think of win-win on a long-term basis. So, for example, you're going to have a hard conversation with somebody, and you need to let this person free of your company. In other words, you're going to have to terminate them. You have to start thinking of how this is going to become a win-win conversation. Because you know what? Telling somebody they're fired is not a win-win situation. It could be a very hurtful situation. But if you're thinking long-term, what you're really doing is allowing that person to move into a position that they may feel better at, they may be doing better at, they may be able to better support their family at, and they may have a happier life because of that. Start to think win, win. And frame it in the long term. Habit number five. If you're going to be a great leader, this is a key one. Underline this one, make this one happen. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. This is key for leaders. Understand the why first. Understand the why first. Then move on. Okay? Understand the why first. So before you give out your expectations, find out what their expectations are. So for example, one-on-one meeting. I'm going to have a one-on-one meeting with somebody. And during that one-on-one meeting, I'm just going to ask them. Maybe I'm their new leader. I'll ask them, say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be your new leader. What is your expectation of me? When they tell me, I'm going to go ahead and just give it back to them, paraphrase it back to them to make sure that I understand it the way they understand it. 
I'm going to paraphrase that back. If I'm connected, then I'm say, okay, great. I understand your expectations. Now, here's what I expect from you. But first, and most importantly, seek first to understand them before you try to be understood. By the way, apply this in your personal life as well. Apply this in your personal life as well. I can tell you of times personally when I didn't apply it in my personal life, paid the price for it. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Understand that your employees have positive intent. They may make a mistake, but they have positive intent. That positive intent may not be meant for you or the company, but they do have positive intent. Seek first to understand that. Then that'll help you get your point across. Habit number six, synergy. Synergize. Work with partners. Build some partnerships because one and one is 11. One and one is 11. If you don't believe me, take a piece of paper right now and write down the number one and the number one right next door to it. You get 11. When you create partnerships, you create power. Use brainstorming sometimes to help your team create partnerships. But remember, the proper brainstorming method is not to edit people. It's to let the brain start to flow. So no, no matter what they say, whether it's silly, whether it's funny, whether it's rude, you chart it. Allow that energy to flow of working together. But here's a challenge for all of you guys in this room that are listening to this right now, all you leaders. Here's your challenge. Find somebody who's in a comparable position to yours outside of your industry. Outside of your industry. So what I'm saying here is as a trainer, coach, consultant, it doesn't do me a whole lot of good to do synergy with other trainers, coaches, and consultants if I want to get better at my craft. If I want to get better at my craft, I may want to find somebody who was a trainer maybe in the HR or who maybe is um, COO of a manufacturing company. That's the person I want to combine with because the synergy of two different worlds coming together, two different ways of doing things coming together, that synergy creates new solutions and it really can make a difference. Now, the last one is Stephen Covey's habits that we want to follow. They say by far is the most important one. Sharpen the saw. In other words, learn what you need to learn. Get better at what you got to get better at. Because as a leader, you understand it's not just a science, it's an art. And you have to work your art. Here's what I say. You have to pound away on your craft. It doesn't do you any good to graduate from Warden or Stanford or Harvard, any of those great business schools, and you haven't been pounding away on your craft for the last 10, 15 years. You have to get better. You have to sharpen the saw. You have to learn more. You have to do more. You have to, I'm going to say it, read more. You should be reading at least one book a week on your craft. One book a week. But how many of us are reading one book a month? How many of us are reading one book a year? Sharpen the saw, get better and better and better. So, grab a piece of paper. Number one, be proactive. Number two, always begin with the end in mind. Number three, put first things first. Number four, start to think when, when. Number five, seek first to understand. Number six, create some synergy, synergize with others. And number eight, sharpen the saw. Get better at what you have to get better at. 